You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. have your Bibles tonight, turn with me, if you would, to Joshua chapter 3, and just going to minister for a little bit from Joshua chapter 3, and we'll begin with verse 11, and it says, Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth passeth over before you into Jordan. Now, therefore, take you twelve men out of the tribes of Israel, out of every tribe a man, And verse 13 says, And it shall come to pass, as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of Jordan, that the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above, and they shall stand upon and heap. So I just want to talk to you a little bit tonight about crossing the Jordan. Crossing the Jordan. Amen. I thank the Lord for... Amen. The wonderful Word of God. Amen. Are you thankful for the Word of God? Amen. For about 40 long years, um, the Israelites were passing through what they knew as the wilderness. And this happened because of faithless spies that didn't have have the faith that they thought that God's people could have the ability to possess the land. Uh, And despite the great faith of Joshua and Caleb, despite the courageous and the impassionate uh, proclamation from them that they believed that God's people could make it, do it, accomplish it, the, the multitude balked at the, at the promise because there were ten that thought it wasn't possible. It was not possible. And because of those ten... They wandered in the wilderness for 40 long years. Now, that's a long time to wander in a wilderness and watch, um, you know, grandfathers and grandmothers um, pass away, unnecessary battles against the likes of the Amalekites and and the Midianites, and, and mothers watch their children turn into um, uh, vagabonds, all kinds of things that happened in this wilderness were unnecessary, but ten people who were supposed to be leaders of their tribes said, we can't do it. We can't accomplish it. We can't go to what God has promised. What a sad experience that all the people had to, had to wander in the wilderness for 40 years because of the lack of faith of leaders that were unwilling to take the step of faith for something God had already promised. Once again, God's people of purpose are now standing at, at the opportunity again that it's time now again to possess the promised land. And 
the faithful leader, the faith-filled leader of Joshua, who in the first place thought it was possible, is now leading the people, and he's unwilling for them not to possess what God has promised them already. He, without a doubt, is faith-filled, and he believes that it is time for them to allow their faith to come against whatever test that may arise, that may challenge them, that may come to try to discourage them. His response is that his vision as a leader is, we are going to the promised land. We are going to attain what God has already said that we should have had 40 years ago. Now, there's a couple things that you could see in that. You could see the persistence of some people that they're, they're going to accomplish and they're going to attain and they're going to get whatever God has promised no matter when it was. You also see the faithfulness of God that he will, he will take care of people who have the faith to believe in what he has promised, no matter how long it takes for that to happen. Israel had taken the supposedly safe route, and it was the route of the least resistance and, and the least trouble. And the price they paid was that they buried remains and, uh, of people that should never have had to die in the wilderness. But now Joshua, their leader, has had a renewed vision from God, and it's time for them to advance. It's time for them to move forward. It's time for them to go on over. It's time for them to get what God had already promised them and they had fought battles for for now four decades, and, and God is leading this leader, Joshua. And the first words that the Israelites hear before, they, before it's time, he says to them, I want you to, and this is in Joshua 3 and 5, I want you to sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Consecration and sanctification are vital to the connecting of God's promises especially when it's territory that we have not experienced before. And what Joshua is saying in this, in this verse to the people of God, we're not going to allow anything to hinder us from going forward to what God has in store for us and what he desires for us to attain. And so when God leads his people into territory that they've never experienced before. It will always require sanctification. It will, it's always been true and it will always be true throughout biblical history that God's nature will be revealed and he will allow revival and victory to happen to people who, who want it the most and who desire it more than anything else. And you see that from young leaders like Joseph and Esther and, and Josiah. And now you see it from older leaders like Noah and 
and Deborah and now Joshua that says, you know what? We're going to find favor with God and we are going to go to the promised land of what God has for us. I wish in 2022 there would be a whole church of people, hallelujah, that would allow something to happen inside of your spirit no matter what has happened in the past. Hallelujah. No no matter what has held you back in the past, no matter what has been a hindrance to you in the past, hallelujah, that you would arise in your spirit and say what God has promised, that's what I'm going to attain and I will not allow anything to hinder me from what God has for me. Joshua realized God's nature. So his first call was for the people. Before they proceeded anywhere, that was to sanctify themselves. And two things happen. Two things happen when we sanctify ourselves. First, we get God's attention. God, I want to be what you want me to be. I want to be everything that you want me to be, God. I want my life to be as much like you as possible. And secondly, they have a spiritual mindset of faith to take territory that they had never walked in before. And there's something that happens to a child of God that's uh, not just coasting along, not just going by whatever whatever wind of doctrine is the newest thing. Uh, There's something special about a a church, a a people that say, you know what? We're going to set ourselves aside unto God. We're going to allow ourselves to be dedicated and committed unto Him. We're going to sanctify ourselves before God. Let me tell you, you get God's attention. Hallelujah. And avenues open up in your life. Hallelujah. And to promises God has had for you for a long, long time. Amen. I want you to notice what Joshua says here in Joshua chapter 3 in verse 11. He says, Behold, he starts it with, Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth passes over before you into Jordan. Behold is a word that is not routinely used much anymore. It's not... Something that we always say, behold. We don't usually talk like that. But it is used often in Scripture. It's used often. It would be similar to a child that's attempting to get maybe the attention of a parent. And maybe a child saying, look, Dad. Look, Mom. It's kind of, there's an urgency in the voice of a child That's trying to get the attention of the parent. And Joshua is like that. Joshua's intent was to get the attention of the people of Israel upon, Behold, the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of the Lord, the power of God is going to go over before us just in case someone gets a little nervousness in their spirit, just in case someone has a little hesitancy that says, you know what, I'm going to wait until a few other people try it before I try it. Just in case there's a few people that says, you know what, I don't know what the end result of that's going to be. Joshua makes it very clear to all the people, behold, don't worry about it. The presence of God is going to go before us. And if the presence of God's going to go before us, he'll lead us to where he wants us to be. What God has in store for you and I, church, 
church. Hallelujah. It's not something that he's trying to push you into a realm that he's never been. No, no. He desires for you to cross a Jordan into a promised land that his presence is going to go ahead of you. It's going to go and lead you no matter what. I mean, the world may say if God's presence is going before you, you've got nothing to fear. You don't have to worry about what's going to happen. God and his presence is the most important thing. Amen. And when it comes to what he has in store for us. Casual affirmation of God's presence never leads us out of just being mediocre. That causes people to wander when we just take God's presence casually and we don't allow it to be the seriousness of our lives. Maybe it's just the casual part of our day and when it's convenient in our life and when we have time for it. Oh, that's not what Joshua's saying. Joshua's making a declaration. Joshua's getting it clear across to the people of God. Behold the Ark of the Covenant. This was more than just a box. This was more than just a representation. Amen. This was what they knew as the presence of God. When they didn't have the Ark, they didn't live victorious. When the ark was in their presence, there was something powerful that happened in their midst. I'm not interested in just having a church. I'm not interested in just having church. I'm not interested in just being called Pentecostal. I'm interested in going into the realm of what God has in store for me. And for that to happen and for that to take place, the presence of God has got to lead us into where God wants us to be. They knew that where they were, and they knew that where God intended them to go could only be accomplished with the power of his presence. And such is the case of the followers of God today. There's, there's, a, there's a kind of a new kind of bondage that happens in people's lives today. And that's where we live outside of the intended purpose that God has for us with his presence. If we're not careful, we can get caught up in just, we can just get caught up in the religious part, the traditional part, the feeling part, even the emotional part. And that's not what God intends. God intends for you and I to walk victorious, for us to attain what he's promised, for us to realize what he's been preparing for you and I. And so there's many promises that he has for his people, no different than he had for the Israelites of that day. And they had wandered, can you imagine, wandered for 40 years. What a sad, sad story. Just because there was people who were faithless in believing what God could do. But now, but now again, they're on the brink. They're on the brink of the Jordan River. And God is still seeking the people who will be able to step out and be willing to have faith and take a step of faith and say, you know what, I'm not, 
I'm not okay with just the ordinary. I'm not just okay with my shoes not wearing out and water coming out of a rock. And, and I'm not just okay with all those things in the wilderness. I hear of promises that he's made. I hear of a place that he desires for me to go. I hear of a realm of the supernatural that he wants me to walk in. And he's looking for a group of people that say, you know what? It's not just okay for us to come and get together every so often and, and sing a few songs and hear a little bit of word. No, no, no. He's looking for a group of people that are going to come to the brink of the Jordan River and are excited about crossing over. Oh, yes, there's unknowns, and we don't know exactly how that's going to happen, but we've heard, hallelujah, of the promise, and we are going. Behold the presence, the ark of God is going to pass over before us. Yeah. God empowers you and I for God-sized challenges and achievements. He's not going to ever ask you and I to do things that he won't give you and I the ability to do. He won't even ask you to do it on your own. But the promises of God that he wants you and I to obtain He's filled you with the power of his spirit. And he allows there to be catalysts and leaders that are willing to pursue those promises and say, we will not stay on this side of Jordan because the other side is where God wants us to go and to effectively achieve what God has. There has to be leadership and influence that's willing to submit to the spirit of God, just like the Apostle Paul declared, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Israel, church, had heard of the Word of God. God was their leader, leading them into a way that they had never passed before. God was with them and was going before them. And they had such great leadership. Can you imagine? as they come out of Egypt and they stepped up to the Red Sea in this incredible obstacle that they could never have imagined would be ever able to be crossable. And yet when Moses put his rod in that Red Sea, it divided. And however many millions of people, of God's people, crossed over onto the other side and the enemy that was chasing them was destroyed. The interesting thing is that God told Moses to put the rod in the water. One man, one leader. But when it comes time for the crossing of Jordan, the spiritual leaders, the priests, the leaders are supposed to be the example. It's not now just one person. It's not just dependent upon one individual. But what Joshua says is when the priest put their feet into that water, something is going to happen. wasn't one person. It was a group of people that believed that the promises that God had for them was on the other side, and they were going to the other side. 
whether it's five people, ten people, a hundred people, or two hundred people tonight, I'm looking for a group of people that says whatever God's got on the other side. Hallelujah. That's where I want to go. I'm willing to put my toes into the chilly waters of Jordan just to see what God has in store for me on the other side. I'm going to cross Jordan. Yes, there is a nervousness. The Jordan was flooding her banks at this time of the year. In the natural, I can only picture what I'd be doing. I'd be looking for the most shallow part of Jordan, the narrow part, maybe with rocks sticking out that I could walk on to cross over. I can only picture and think of what I'd be doing in the natural. It's not what was happening here. They were at a place where Jordan was flooding the banks, and apart from an absolute miracle, they were not going to get across this Jordan River. It was too mighty and too muddy, and it was not possible It was impossible for them to pass over on their own. But there was a group of people that Joshua, as their leader, said there's going to be a group that are going to be willing to take a step of faith because they know that there's promises that God has in store for them, and they're unwilling to live without those promises. Oh, let something rise in your spirit tonight that you're unwilling to live. You're unwilling to be satisfied. You're unwilling to be okay with just the status quo or the mundane of every day. Amen. The complacency. Hallelujah. uh, Just an ordinary walk with God. Let something rise in your spirit that says, I've got to cross over. I've got to cross over. I'm going to cross over. I refuse not to cross over because on the other side, there's things that God has in store for me, and I'm unwilling to live without them. The chilly water of the Jordan River, you can imagine as they started to stick their toes, the priest, they got the ark, and they're carrying the ark. And you can imagine the two guys at the front. Can you picture it just for a second? The two guys at the front, they're, they're kind of leading the way with the ark. And the waters are raging. I don't know if there was nervousness that arose within them. I don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us. They just had a leader that says, we're going over. And I've got a group of people that are going to lead the way. And the presence of God's going to take us over. And all of a sudden, these Levite priests that's got the Ark of the Covenant... They stick their feet into the waters of Jordan and something miraculous starts to happen. You talk about getting attention. You talk about changing a service. You talk about all of a sudden 
a person's eye popping open to see what's going on. When the waters of Jordan start to separate and move back like the scripture says, Joshua said it was going to happen. It's going to heap up on one side. It's going to divide and we're going to cross over. Now I'm just being honest with you. But these priests, they go in the middle of the Jordan and that's where they are and stay. I want to be one of the ones that gets across quickly. There's a group of people that say, you know, God's presence is here. And today there's a miracle that's happening. There's something powerful that's taking place. And I can tell you in 2022, I feel that way in the spirit realm. As we step our toes, our spiritual feet, our walk of faith into what God has for us. And we're willing to experience what we've never experienced before. And to walk in realms that we've never walked before. And we, we see the swiftness of the waters, the danger of this world cease and the overflowing stop. And the removal of the danger take place. And we get to experience the power of God's presence. Not because of any of us, but just because of faith of people that have the presence of God leading them. And they say we're going to step out into waters, hallelujah, that are raging in this world. Because we know that God's power and His Spirit is able to take us to where he wants us to go. And their obedient faith caused them just to step out and say, we are going to cross Jordan. What's so wonderful about this story, the Bible doesn't tell us how many negative voices there were, but it didn't matter. They got a leader that says, we're going over. And if you're not willing to cross, you'll have to stay on this side. But there's a group of people that's been living a certain way for 40 years. And we are going to experience the promise of God. We've watched too many people have to die in the wilderness because of unbelief. And we're unwilling to stay here any longer. God's given us a promise and we are going over. Let me tell you tonight, every born-again believer, every follower of Jesus Christ is hearing a voice that's calling us out to a place that's a deeper walk, a greater consecration, a realm of the Spirit, a moving of the Holy Ghost, a working of the supernatural, signs and wonders to follow the ministry of the Word, the gifts of the Spirit to be in operation a church that's apostolic and a book of Acts church. I don't know about you, but that's what I desire deep inside. And there's a longing to go, amen, to the other side of Jordan. And we're unwilling to be in this city and just be a 
denominational church. Amen. I'm unwilling. You're unwilling. We are unwilling for that to be because God has promised us on the other side. He's got great things in store. Oh, you say, Pastor, we've got a great church. We've got a great group of people, and I thank God for that. And out of the wilderness came a great group of people. But the promises of God were still for their people. There's still promises that God has for you. There's still realms that God has for you. There's still a working that God has for you. There's still ministries that God has for you. There's still talents that you have not even realized that God has placed yet inside of you. There's still things that God hasn't even unveiled yet because there's realms in the spirit. Amen. He's looking for obedient people, sanctified, consecrated, and set aside for him that on the other side of Jordan, But pastor, there's danger. Of course, there's always danger. No guts, no glory. Have you ever watched the crossing of the raging waters by Willow Beast? Thousands and thousands of Willow Beast are in search of the promises of greener pastures that are on the other side of the river. The river is sometimes raging. And besides that, it's full of crocodiles. (laughs) But those willow beasts, they just refuse to be detoured by the waters or the danger in the waters because they're going to the promise of the other side. I think of that in the natural sense. It's instinctive inside of them to do that. They follow similar patterns every year. They even cross at the same spots. It's instinctive in in them to get to the other side. And they are an animal. I don't know about you, but God's put something inside of us. Inside of us that is unwilling just to be okay with the way it's always been. Something inside of us that if there's just a few that are willing to take the step of faith and move forward, the group will follow. Well, the difference between us and Willoughby's is God separates the water. He removes the danger. His presence goes before us. His presence keeps back the danger. His presence is willing to stay there in the middle until everybody gets across. God wants every person in this room to be absolutely fulfilled in the promises that he has for you.
He's not willing that anyone would become collateral damage at the crossing of Jordan. That's why he allows his presence to go before. You don't have to worry. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to wonder. His presence is leading you and I. And when his presence leads, you can be assured you're going to get to the other side. Oh, be willing tonight to say, Pastor, I'm going to step into realms that I've never walked before. I'm going to believe for things, amen, that have never happened before. I'm going to say things in the spirit realm until they happen. I believe it tonight that when you get to Jordan, amen, you're unwilling just to stay on one side and the way it's always been. You're going to go to the other side and what God has in store for you. The elder Billy Cole always used to say, just keep saying it until what you said happens. Just keep saying it. I'm going to get to what God has for me. I'm going to attain what God's always planned for my life. And you're going to keep saying it and believing it and stepping your toes into the watery waters of Jordan until they separate and God's presence leads you to what God has in store for you. Amen. It's a determination that happens inside the children of God. Amen. That Joshua was unwilling unwilling to live on this side of Jordan. He said, we are crossing over. What, what a spirit that Joshua had. Forty years he believed this. He believed it for 40 years. He had lots of opportunity. Music come. He, let, uh, he had lots of opportunity to be discouraged. He had lots of opportunity to believe that it may never happen. He had lots of opportunity to say, you know what? Probably won't see it in my lifetime. No, it was the opposite of that with Joshua. Joshua was the one who said, we are able to go up and take the country. It was Caleb that said, Forty-five years later, there was a spirit that arose with him, just as it had been when he first spoke that incredible faith. We are able to conquer. No matter if you've been beat down, drug around, thrashed up and down, feel like you've just been war to a frazzle. If you feel like that's what the world... And, so, and the things of this world have done to you. Don't allow yourself to get caught up in, well, I'm just, uh, man, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm beat up so bad, I don't know if I could ever accomplish it. No, let it be that you, that you heard the Lord say that he wants you on the other side of Jordan and get a renewed vigor, a, a second wind, uh, something that arises in your spirit that says if God promised it uh, and His Spirit's going to lead, I'm going to follow, uh, and I'm going to get to the other side. Uh, let me tell you, uh, you could preach a whole message uh, of what happens on the other side, uh, but they, they're inheriting. Uh, they're, they're, they're walking into realms uh, of things that they had never walked in before. This was a land that flowed with milk and honey. 
That meant there was great sustenance, great pasture. This was a very plenteous land. A plenteous land. Could it be that if Mission Point will be willing to cross over Jordan on the other side, the land is plenteous, fruitful? Oh, I'm not just talking about for us personally. I'm talking about a land that's ripe and ready. I'm talking about a walk in the spirit realm of God that he takes us into times with him that maybe it's been a long time or maybe it's never been that you've been there. I, I thank God for the what people call the good old days. And I'm unwilling to just live off the memory of the good old days. And I thank God for the history that He has given us. Thank, thank the Lord for great men that have led and guided to the place we are today. I'm thankful for that. I enjoy learning and hearing and listening to history. Oh, but there's something in my spirit, something deep inside of my spirit that wants to walk in the realms that God has always desired for you and I to attain. The spirit realm, the supernatural realm, the realm of the Holy Ghost that he has for you and I that he has always desired for you and I to walk in. He's going to baptize you, the Bible says, with Holy Ghost. That's his spirit. But he doesn't just leave it there. Holy Ghost and fire. That's a different dimension. That's a powerful dimension of his spirit. Think of it as the presence of God is leading you, but there's a Jordan there. He has something greater in store for you on that other side of Jordan. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.